It's the ABC's High School Teachers Really Need to Know, Season 2, Episode Number 3, Chase the Right Metrics. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, or buy the books on Amazon.com. It is good to be back with you. Uh, if you're listening to this in live time, meaning when I released it, I am uh, in the last week before Christmas uh, vacation. I am so ready. I know you are too. Um, as as we approach kind of wrapping up our classrooms for the semester and you know getting the opportunity to rejuvenate and spend time with our families and you know just 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 relax and recharge your battery. So I know we're looking forward to that. Um, I'm, I think I. Th- just for in my world, I'm paying the price for that. Meaning, I'm having to earn my way to Christmas vacation. I've had a really, really busy week. You know, of course, I coach, and so I'm doing uh, all the coaching things. Um, you know, go wrong, go along with coaching sports and the teams that I, you know, interact with. So busy doing that, and then on top of that, um, I spoke at a big uh, state teacher convention here in Mississippi uh, this week, and so that was that was a big deal, and and it was such a just absolute privilege and pleasure to be with teachers. I always uh, find um, so much joy in addition to all the networking and stuff that goes on, just the absolute relationships and exchange of ideas that you get to do in those kinds of things. It's incredible. And also, you know, on top of all of that great stuff, you know, mixed in as as is every week, you know, there's always, uh, you know, things that come up, fires you have to put out. And, and, and sure enough, I had to fight um, one of those fires last week, and that's okay too. Uh, it, you know, it's it's just the nature of what we do, and I only bring that up because, uh, you know, as we navigate our world uh, uh, in education and, and our world in general, to be honest, whether at home or in the, in the political world or just you know life, right? Uh, we're inevitably going to be challenged by those things, and that's that's why it's always so important to grow and uh, and do the things that we're doing here in this podcast and. All the things that we do in professional development and then the recharging and uh, the resting that has to balance it all out. So, um, so yeah, I hope, I hope things are going well and I hope that uh, as you close uh, down for the semester that uh, you are closing strong, finishing strong. Uh, your kids are learning. I know they are. I know you've got amazing classrooms and... Uh, you know, it's all about how you finish, right? Um, you know, and I, and I tell students that, and uh, and and it's really not even a, a finish, right? It's a pause till we come back in January, and and you know that's always that's always interesting too because it's a mindset in the classroom where you know we're always thinking about how do we keep students learning, how do we keep them engaged in learning, and of course, in this week we're talking about chasing the right metrics. That's uh, that's the name of this week's uh, episode. That's our focus. And and I think that's a really, really important topic because, uh, you know, as we as we navigate the world of education, it's important to really define success. And I don't mean for the sake of defining it so we can, you know, put down on a piece of paper that a, that a kid was quote unquote successful. It's understanding, you know, how we in our classrooms define success not only for uh, our students but also as as for us as teachers right you know what makes us successful at teaching and and I think that that's not always easy and I, and I know that I have to 
assess myself, but I have the responsibility of also assessing teachers that I supervise as well. And, and so, you know, it's one of those things where you have to make sure you're chasing the right metrics. And when I say chase the right metrics, you know, instantly we start thinking about things like grades or standards. And all of those things are super important. In fact, uh, I think that, you know, using standards is just a great way to kind of, you know, seek the outcomes that you want, right? I mean, you know, how do you know that you're getting academic outcomes that uh, are meaningful if you're not intentional about, you know, tying them back to standards and you're not tying them back to um, your curriculum mapping and all the things that go into uh, that discussion? You know, those those are super important metrics. Um, and, and I think those are important God beams. Those are important essential questions. And, and, and so with that in mind, when we talk about chasing the right metrics, you know, certainly some of those things are, uh, if not all of them, are, are important. And, and I think that sometimes it's easy to get lost uh, when we talk about standards, because one, uh, there's a thousand of them, right? Or at least it can feel that way. And then number two, um, some of the standards that we see, um, whether from our states or from these accrediting agencies, sometimes they just don't feel realistic or honestly connected to real classrooms. And and so, you know, it, it standards are not uh, your only um your only God beam, so to speak, uh, though they're obviously crucial in the construction of your classroom, they are not your only God beams. I just want to say that again. So that kind of leaves the question then when we talk about chasing metrics, what exactly are we talking about? And, and this may surprise you a little bit of what I'm going to talk about because um, what I'm going to share with you is, you know, you know maybe a, a difference in thinking a little bit. And, and, and so, for example, when I'm talking about how do I measure a successful day, a successful unit, a successful student, any of those things, um, it, it, my answer to those questions and the way I measure that is not necessarily how um, a lot of teachers, if not most, um, do it. And, and I want to tell you why. So first of all, what is it that I exactly chase when I talk, you know, what do I measure uh, as, as, as a, um, I guess, a starting point or a comparison point, whatever you want to say, to, uh, to, to, you know, for success. You know, what is it that I that I look for? Well, if you'll remember last season, I talked about this, and you probably thought it was corny at the time, and you maybe still do. Um, but one of the things that I look for on a regular basis, day to day, is how much smiling is going on in my classroom. I really do. So for the day-to-day kind of metric, I'm actually looking for um, smiles. I'm looking for joy. You know, I talk about normalizing happiness in your classroom, uh, not misery. Well, I'm looking for that. And so on a daily basis, I'm looking for the joy of learning. Uh, and, and really, as, as the days go by and the units go by, you know, I, I want to continue to see that joy, even as the inevitable academic adversity hits. Um, I want to see the joy. I want to see that smiling. I want to see them enjoy uh, the experience in my classroom. I want to see them enjoy the process or at least not hate it. Right. Um, I want to see them exploring and being curious about learning. And you're like, all right, Matt, well, fine. Well, what does any of that have to do with hitting standards? See, well, that's that's where kind of the change in mindset, I think, has to occur. Um, because, again, it comes back to this idea that if you measure 
you know, how happy your kids are and the joy that they have in what you do. And I don't mean entertainment, edutainment, and all of these kinds of things. Meaning if they're not miserable in your process, I think if you, if you can track that, that leads to better outcomes. Um, you know, I've said from the very beginning that if you, uh, you know, have great relationships with kids and you're, you're present, then you know, and you invest in that relationship, then you can push them in a healthy way to generate better outcomes. And so that, to me, is why the joy, the relationships, the the happiness factor, normalizing happiness, not misery in your process, all of those things are, to me, the most significant metrics. Uh, and, and then what you'll probably be amazed with is that if your classroom is not a terrible place to be and you're normalizing happiness and the relationships are there and the smiles are there and kids are full of joy and there's not this dark cloud hanging over your classroom um, where all the joy is choked out by either process, bad attitudes from a teacher, or, or just a general lack of ability or belief that you can succeed in a classroom as a student, if none of that's there, um, you will find that students will succeed. And they'll succeed not only at the standards that you give them, but in the overall context of what it means to be successful. Um, and success is getting better at not only the standards, but just as, as you develop as a student. So for me, one of the most important, again, this is a rerun from an episode last season, uh, is, is how many smiles and how much joy do I see on a daily basis? So, and, and for some of you, that may be a little bit of candy corn, little sugars and skills and rainbows. Um, and, and, and that's fine. But again, if think about this. Every day that I go into a classroom, if I bring high energy and preparedness and I've worked hard, you know, leading into this class and I dump that energy into a classroom, uh, kids are likely to return uh, at least some of that energy, right? As opposed to me certainly walking in there with low energy. I'm certainly not getting anything special um, out of most of those kids. They're not going to return if I'm not putting in. And, and so that's why, again, it's all about normalizing happiness, and, and I'm going to measure that. I'm going to measure that and, and be a resource. So that, that to me, so the first metric, you're going to hear me talk about a couple. The first metric that I track, again, is smiles and joy. And as corny as that may uh, seem to you, especially coming from maybe a dude, a coach, whatever you want to call me, um, sorry. I mean, that's that to me is real. Because people, I don't care how... how uh, you know, what end of the spectrum students are on, everybody likes to be around joy. Everybody likes to be around love and and, and, and respect and an environment that uh, seems supportive in nature. So uh, to me, that's the first metric that you have to look at. Number two, um, and this is in no particular order because I think they're all important, the ones that I'm, um, you know, connecting for you today. Number two is, um, you know, do... do do kids seem motivated, generally motivated? How much pulling are you having to do? You know, are you having to drag them constantly? Or do you find that kids in your classroom at least seem somewhat motivated? Um, do you have to tell them to go the extra mile? Do you have to force them to go the extra mile? Or are they owning the process and, and doing that for you? I think that's really important. And of course, it's never a, you know, some of you are like, yeah, you're dreaming. Um, that's not the case every day. And you're right. It's not. But more days where I can get more kids um, motivated and not not just a matter of, of me doing it, 
but the culture that I create, a culture of learning, a culture of, you know, a safe environment to be able to make mistakes. I think I think uh, it's really important. I said thinks twice. I don't know. I couldn't spit it out. I think it is um, important for you to um, set an environment that uh, is intrinsically motivated. And that seems kind of contradictory. You know, like environment is not intrinsic. But it is if you set up an environment that is motivating and brings out the best in them because of that intrinsic motivation, I think you're going to be really successful. And if you feel like I'm kind of talking in the moon and stars today, let me let me bring it down uh, to brass tacks and be a little bit more tangible. Um, when I'm talk, what I'm talking about is I measure each and every day on the projects that I give, the assignments in any form that I give, and the attitudes that I have in my classroom. Are kids motivated? Are kids, you know, do I have to beg? How much do I have to pull and drag? That's an important metric of how I'm doing. Okay, that's an important metric of how they're doing in my process. And again, it goes back to metric number one that I talked about, and that's the joy and the smiles and and all of that because they're all connected to each other. I think that's really important. I I, I do. And and I'll tell you something else. As You know, I I talk a lot about this with the people that I work with. I talk a lot about um, this with with schools that I work with and just teachers in in my network uh, that I associate with. And we talk about this. And one of the proudest metrics that um, I'm a part of is, you know, is my faculty and then the people that I network with is we really focus on trying to create really and classrooms with with these first two metrics, you know, that are high on these first two metrics. Lots of joy, lots of happy, lots of lots of individual over standardized process, and 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 a lot of um, kids reaching to try to succeed. Whether they're C students or A students, they're all trying to get better. In those two, cl- in, in, when when you've got classrooms with those two metrics working and clicking, what you see is better performance. And then again, on top of that. Um, you know, you see some really, really cool outcomes, uh, you know, as a department head um, over many, many, many different courses. Uh, one thing that I love in my school that I have loved seeing was the huge percentage of students who were choosing to come and take additional science classes. I, it's, it's a metric I talk about all the time. Uh, and, and, you know, because, again, students could easily go take things that were less rigorous or you know, maybe quote unquote more fun, you know, or they could take a study hall or things of that nature, but they're choosing to take more science, not only from me, but just from science teachers in the department. You know, we have this philosophy um, and, and we both use those two metrics, you know, or we all use those two metrics. And that's, you know, talking about joy and individualizing the process. And then number two, um, you know, seeing and, and, and pushing kids in a healthy way, but to get them to harness that intrinsic motivation, we set up those classrooms that bring that out in them, you know, requires them to dig, requires them, um, you know, to just, just stretch. And then when, when they have to work like that and they have to perform that success, it just tastes so sweeter and they and it becomes addictive. Right, it becomes addictive because they want to succeed, and so again, that's that's another metric, if you will, that we've seen is where kids are choosing to come and challenge themselves when they don't have to take additional content courses, and they're doing that in science, and and it's science, you know, it's not, um, 
you know, you know, it's not study hall, it's not office worker, it's not, you know, some of these other things that they could take to fill an hour in their schedule. Um, they are choosing to come and get challenged, and that shows, I mean, what a metric, you know, of success. I think that's not only a sign of success for departments, but that's a sign of success, or schools, that's a sign of success for individual teachers who are working within those systems, and I, that's what I'm really proud of. Um, and so yet again, another incredible metric. And, and so these are the metrics that I, as a teacher, I'm chasing. Seriously. Think about it. I mean, isn't that what uh, what we really should be chasing? And you're like, well, now wait, how does this affect test scores? Well, I'll tell you, our test scores are pretty good. <laughs> we hit standards where I work. We do. Um, and we didn't always do those things. And as we, and, and again, I'm, I'm not, I know I'm talking a little bit more about the scenario in which I work in and the place that I work, even though I'm not being very specific. I, I just, again, it's about making sure you understand that, you know, these scenarios generate better outcomes no matter where you work, right? You know, and, and if you think about it at your school, imagine if you saw more smiles in your classroom, more joy. Imagine if kids were more motivated, choosing to challenge themselves a little bit more by taking your class or, you know, other challenging classes. That's a scenario, that's an environment where kids are going to hit standards. That's an environment where kids are going to knock it out of the park or be more likely to on standardized testing, right? That's going to be an environment where people are more likely to enjoy, um, you know, learning, right? So I guess what I'm telling you, and this is the best way to kind of wrap up the episode and, 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 and really put a pretty bow tie on it, is when we talk about chasing the metrics, and, and I, and I, I want to... Fully disclose this to you now. I am a very analytical person. If you haven't figured that out by now, I am very much so. I am one of those people that uh, spends a lot of time in standards. I'm one of those people that spends a lot of time in curriculum mapping. I think it's important, again, for the reason I already said, I think you have to construct and weave your class together through those standards. But when I teach, you know, I use essential questions. I use those standards as kind of the essential big ideas. But the trick in getting successful students is to not make it feel like it's about those standards. Instead, it's about making it feel like them feel like it's about them. And if you do that, they will find those standards or again be more likely to do so it's got to be about them and so those are the metrics the kinds of metrics and you could probably list five or six others you know there are others you know that some that are unique to my area you know my subject area maybe some unique to english or history or whatever you teach but there are certain metrics that just matter to me and I believe that those metrics are important in every classroom. And if those metrics are there and you keep an eye on them, your kids are more apt to perform. You know, another metric that I talk about a lot is, does your classroom seem to revolve around learning or grades? You know, if your kids spend more of their time talking about 
grades and in their conversations they only talk about grades instead of the learning uh, that's really not a good metric and I know many of you are sitting there going well you know <laughs> you know Matt in the world today the, the world is about grades well that may or may not be true but in my classroom I'm in control of the culture I'm the leader of the culture so I don't have to talk about grades I don't have to discuss those things in fact my kids say all the time um, you know, they're going to put this on my tombstone because I say it all the time. I was quoted on it at a graduation once, but, um, you know, I, I don't care about grades. I care about learning. If, uh, you know, you learn a lot, the grades will take care of themselves. And they usually do. They usually do. And so you can control that conversation. You can talk about learning. Um, in my emails to kids, my emails to parents, you know, it's always about learning. I never bring up the the grades unless um, parents, you know, pretty much hold me hostage and force me to do so and ask me a direct question about it. It's just not where I live. You know, I tell my kids when they come and talk to me and they do, they come and, you know, ask me for help and they do. Um, I tell them, you know, if, if you come in here and ask me, how do I improve my grade? I'm going to turn you right back around and send you out the door because I'm not living in that world. Grades are their business. The learning is what I want their focus to be on, and I'm in control of that. So, again, that's another metric. You know, are your kids always asking about grades? Are they always asking, um, you know, for points? You know, that that's not learning. And so the more that you can shift the focus away from those things, the, the better off you'll be. You know, another metric that I think is really important for you to ask yourself is, um, you know, would you want to take your own class? You know, would you like to sit in your own class? I think that's something you've got to ask yourself and measure for yourself every day. And I know some days are better than others. I'm teaching a unit next week that, um, it, honestly, it's it's not my favorite. And I have to work on my attitude every time. And I'm constantly trying to renovate it to get it better. And, um, you know, because I can't always answer this question that, you know, if I were them, I'd want to sit through this unit. And so I'm constantly trying to make it better. But the more that we can answer, yeah, you know, this is this is a class that I would like to sit, sit in. I think the more successful you'll be. And so there's a variety of metrics that I think you need to hit. Um, you know, and, and one more to throw at you while I'm you're just going on, and I'm really going off the cuff with these because um, there's the, the, I have a list of things that uh, are, are really important to me. And I've, this list is so huge, and I don't want to just, you know, throw them all at you today in, in one episode. But um, another one that's really important is do your kids have to dig? You know, you heard me mention dig a minute ago. Um, are they, you know, a great metric is, you know, if, if, if your kids can prepare for your written exams or your labs or whatever it is that you're doing in your classroom five minutes before it's their turn to present or take a test or whatever, are they really having to dig? You know, are they able to come in without studying and, 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 and just knock it out, out of the park? And, and maybe they can if they, they learned it in your classroom, right? Um, but without preparation um, and all of those things and without forcing kids to have to be resourceful, stretch the brain, uh, you know, all of those kinds of things are important metrics because those kinds of things generate grit, right? And if, you know, your process doesn't force kids to, to be gritty and, you know, be able to overcome the inevitable academic adversity, again, uh, you will uh, struggle to see them perform at high levels. 
And, and honestly, there's a pandemic of low standards in our school system and in, in, in the West in general. And um, research shows you that. So we can't be a party to that. We have to push higher standards. We have to. And so all of these metrics, all of these metrics, the point is you didn't hear me talk about one content-specific metric because if you chase the metrics that I've talked about today, you'll hit all of those. At least you're more likely to hit all of those with these kids. It, it's, it's just true. Um, and, and so that's where I think your mind should be. I think your mind needs to be on, you know, how, how can I measure the right things to get the right outcomes? And, and the more that you do those things, the more that your kids are going to learn, the happier you're going to be, and, and the more apt they are to be able to learn no matter what classroom they find themselves down the road. And you would have done that. And you will absolutely have made a maximum impact um, in, while, while they're in your classroom. And that's something to be proud of. All right. Well, that is it. Again, thank you so much for being here this week. Uh, remember to join us next week for next week's episode. Episode number four, Ditch the Cranky Teacher. We will see you then. Have a great afternoon, morning, or whenever you're listening.